This episode of In the Word on the Go is brought to you by the Christian Standard Bible. The CSB strives to be both accurate and readable, with the goal of more people reading the Bible every day. I like it because whether you've grown up around the Bible or not, you can use it for deep study or for daily reading. To learn more, visit csbible.com. This is In the Word on the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word on the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I get to welcome Tom Lutman. Tom has served as the Executive Director of Bible Visuals International since 2010. He's previously served as a summer missionary with Child Evangelism Fellowship of Eastern Pennsylvania. Besides directing Bible Visuals International, Tom helps oversee their production projects and has also contributed to several textbooks. More recently, Tom has written for elementary and middle school-aged children the life story of John Newton, the man who wrote the song Amazing Grace. Tom, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Champ. So, Tom, tell us what verse you have in mind you want to share today. The verse I'd like to share is Romans 11.36, which says, For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. All right. So, Tom, if you were to put this verse into your own words, how would you paraphrase it? This verse just really focuses on the sovereignty of God. So, I guess the easy way to, to, to paraphrase it would be to say, nothing has its existence or purpose outside of God. Everyone, everything answers to God. Okay, so why did you pick this particular passage? Is there a story here related to this verse and you? Yeah, there's actually a couple little stories. One, I just remember this verse really sticking out to me when I was in a philosophy of education class in grad school and hearing the professor talk about it, and really seeing how this verse helped set a Christian worldview for every aspect of life. And, you know, at that point, I was really thinking about it in terms of educational philosophy and what I would be teaching to, to students as I was looking into that career path, and of course, saw how God directed my path otherwise. But the verse from that point on has always stuck in my mind. Maybe it's because it's so easy to remember and covers such a a broad spectrum of Christian worldview of who God is. So I'd like to read this verse again, but before I do that, is there any background or context that would be helpful for us to know as I read it? I think as with any verse, it's good to know what comes before and what comes after. And Hmm. the verses uh, before this in chapter 11, Paul's really speaking of the mystery of the gospel of how God has allowed the rejection of the Messiah by Israel to in a wonderful way, bring about the the salvation of the Gentiles, that they could hear and respond to the gospel. And then chapter 12 is just full of practical application, those verses where Paul is saying, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your bodies a living sacrifice. So, it really gets into what does this mean for your life, the practical application. So, with that background in mind, I'm going to read it again. This is Romans chapter 11, verse 36. I'm reading out of the Christian Standard Bible. Here's what God's Word says. For from Him, that's God, for from Him and through Him and to Him are all things. 
To him be the glory forever. Amen. So as we think about this verse, what does it teach us about what God is like? It teaches us that God is sovereign. There is nothing outside of his control. It teaches us about his completeness, that he has no needs at all. Uh, Something that we sometimes hear uh, improperly taught about God, that God needed this to happen, or God was looking for someone to spend, you know, uh, eternity with or something, and so he needed to work to save us. And that's not true. God is completely without needs. And because of that, when you meditate upon what he did, has done in salvation and sending his son, Jesus Christ, to this earth, uh, it just brings out the goodness of God, because he did not have to do this. It was completely of his mercy and grace that he sent forth uh, Jesus Christ to this earth and has acted uh, to save man, to save me. So, Tom, if you were to take this verse and turn it upside down and tell us the opposite, how would you say it? Mine, mine, mine. (laughs) So, why would you say it that way? Uh, It's just the opposite of this is you looking and saying everything is for me and I did it all and it's all for my own personal glory. It's just what you see in a self-centered, self-serving, sin-corrupted way of life, that path that we were all on without God's working to save us. So, how has this verse affected you on a heart level personally? It's just the verse that has come to my mind in the midst of some really hard circumstances. I remember when my mother-in-law was sick with Lou Gehrig's disease, and you know the big questions of, of why come to mind, and mm-hmm. being reminded that God is sovereign over this, even this, and that He is using this to glorify His name. Uh, so it's just helped me to reset, to take stock to go back up to that, I don't know, 40,000-foot view when you're Mm -hmm. right down in the nitty-gritty and so surrounded by trials or whatever circumstance that you forget this. And so, I'm very thankful that God, uh, His Spirit, has brought it to mind again and again. It recalibrates what life is all about. It's it's all about God, what He's doing. So, Tom, what's a question that will help our listeners think through or discuss this verse further when they're done with this episode? I think the question might be, what do you think God owes you? Hmm. How does that question fit with this verse? Well, God doesn't owe anyone anything. Wow. Yet, while we wouldn't probably say that to God, you know, God, you owe me, or we might in the midst of a real heart trial, but we live that way many times. Like, uh, I did this, God, so you ought to provide this, or you ought to direct in this way. We act in the place of God. We make God subservient to our own desires, our own uh, what we think, uh, our sense of justice, which is corrupted. And then we take credit for things that God did it, and we forget. So we can ask this question, what does God owe me? And then we can look for an answer to Romans eleven thirty six. And so, Tom, before we go, can you read it for us again? Sure. For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. So, Tom, could you pray this verse for our listeners as we close today? Sure. 
Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we recognize that you are sovereign over all things. You are the God of the past, the present, and the future. And you are the God who is completely good. You have acted to save us through your Son, Jesus Christ, and we give you the glory. Lord, I pray that you would help uh, myself and those listening to this podcast to live out the reality of these verses by offering our, our bodies, offering our lives as living sacrifices to you who alone deserve the glory. We pray this, Lord, in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. This episode is brought to you by the Christian Standard Bible. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.